Hi, I'm Eric, also known as v 47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and the Starfleet Escape Podcast. You're listening to another great Four-Eyed Radio product. For more shows, check out foureyedradio.com. It's morphin' time! Wallop and web snappers! My spider sense is tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Doug. And I'm Derek. And is your spider sense tingling? Wait a minute. I'm not Derek. I'm Doug. <gasps> and I'm not Doug, I'm Derek? But it's not even Friday. How is it freaky? <laughs> it's so freaky. To listen to the show, find us on 4aradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And of course, we'd like to take a quick moment to thank all of our freaky, spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, Katie, and Jason. Good luck with your body swaps, everybody. <laughs> We're randomizing it. We're randomizing it if you're a patron. (laughs) Yeah, what what tier is that? The randomized body swap perk. (laughs) Oh my god. That's that's what actually nobody ever subscribed to the amazing tier. That's what we actually really did there. We were offering that. Sorry, everybody. No one did. It's gone now. Too late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are talking about, if you couldn't have figured it out, a body swap Freaky Friday inspired uh, episode of Ultimate Spider-Man today. Have we ever have we ever done a body swap episode in this podcast? I don't Anything? think so, because I was thinking about it and I was like, I, I should probably ask Derek like what he thinks of like body swap episodes, like the trope, what he thinks about it. But have I before? And I couldn't think of a time when we had. So uh, is this a trope you enjoy? Yeah, it's always fun. I love it. Yes. Yeah. I have no issues with it. I think I think it's a blast. (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, obviously like anything, you can probably, you can do it badly, but I feel like nine times out of 10, just like doing it periods already going to be fun. And it's just a matter of how fun and good you can make it, but it's always at the baseline, a fun idea. Right. Because conflict and jokes are basically built in as long as you pick characters that are different from each other. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's, and I, I would argue not to like jump to the the end of the episode here, but Mm -hmm. like, I do feel like this episode is like, simple and executed well yep. and very effective like it doesn't i think doesn't do yes. anything groundbreaking it just does the body swap well <laughs> i think this is a very very good fun standalone episode of yeah. cartoon it's yeah i think it really nails its concept yep yeah. it's in my yep. it's it's up there it's up there in my tops i think this one is one that a lot of people like even naysayers of this show have cited as being one that they appreciate like if not like liked or whatever oh good that makes me happy I think so. I mean, part of it is because it is like directly adapted from the comics. So like, mm. I think that's, that's also a bias thing there for people, but yeah, I think you will recognize that this is a fun, silly episode and it is fun and silly. It is. It is. So the episode, well, if, if you want to watch this, you can, it's on Disney plus uh, with the rest of ultimate Spider-Man. And what we're talking about is ultimate Spider-Man season one, episode 10 freaky. What? Where am I? What is this place? At me! Huh? 
<laughs> Where am I? Who are you people? Peter, are you all? <sighs> What is that? It's your cell phone, genius. Hello? Hello? Oh no! Who is this? We switched bodies? We switched entire bodies? What did you do? What freaky thing did you do to me that I'm in your hairy beast body? Switched bodies? Switched bodies with who? <sighs> You're in my body. I'm Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man. You, you're Spider-Man. Room service. Uh, one moment, please. The synopsis per IMDb is after Spider-Man and the X-Man Wolverine apprehend the <laughs> mutant Mesmero, the vengeful supervillain uses his mental powers to switch their personalities, creating a serious identity problem for the two so different heroes. I would like I, to interject. Yes. Please do. I had, I, I had the exact same observation <laughs> that I was going to put in the notes too. So I'm glad that you did. It's not always the case that the Disney plus synopsis is worth mentioning, but I do feel like it is in this case because the Disney plus synopsis for this episode is Spider-Man and Wolverine find themselves teaming up against supervillains. You could not get any more vague. I love it. It is so it's, funny. It's not even like their descriptions for this series are all super vague. Like they're no. usually very basic where it'll be like Spider-Man has to stop Black Cat. Like sometimes it's like that. It's like, okay, sure, whatever. But sometimes it's so it's funny. Spoilery it's like, too. Even, right, sometimes even it's with the short ones. But it's so funny that it's like they find themselves teaming up against supervillains. Not like a supervillain or several su- just just supervillains. Well, it's also funny too, because like the main antagonist is Sabretooth in this episode. They could have just said Sabretooth. Like right. if, if they really wanted to hide the body swap thing, which is hilarious that they like didn't include that. Yeah. If they really wanted to hide it, then you mentioned S- Sabretooth. I don't understand. Right. Kind of a big part of the episode here. Yeah. So funny to me. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> well, the original air date was June 17th, 2012. So it was written by Brian Michael Bendis. We hey. talked about him before. People know who he is. You know he's that the, guy. You know that guy. He's a creator and writer of Ulti- the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Um, we knew he was involved with this show. I think this is the first episode he's actually a credited writer on, and he's the only credited writer of it. Um, and it does make sense for this episode, too, because he wrote the original I mean, obviously he wrote the Ultimate Spider-Man comics that these are sort of loosely based on, but this is a case where they are directly adapting an Ultimate Spider-Man like uh, arc, two-issue arc. It's not even really an arc. It's like two issues of Ultimate Spider-Man that are explicitly about Spider-Man and Wolverine switching bodies, and it's explicitly meant to be a comedy, like a lighthearted comedy story, essentially. That's so funny that they did that. <laughs> oh, it, it, but the, well, well, I won't... I don't, um, I won't spoil it too much because we do plan to have to, yeah. to read this for Spider Bite. I've read it. Doug hasn't. There are some things I do want to call out during the episode that I'm sure that are going to come up that I'll you know reference maybe the differences in the comic, but I won't like spoil how it all turns out and everything. Mm-hmm. But I will say like the comic is interesting because 
it was like a it comes out out right after the carnage arc which is very dark and very fucked up is a very dark ending so it kind of makes sense that this two issue thing is meant to be a breather issue uh, or a breather story and it's like very meta like it literally starts with brian michael bendis just being like yeah the story sucks sorry everybody <laughs> like and then just going for it and so like you know what you're getting it honestly is a very similar kind of like meta humor that this show has yeah. so like i think that this episode is really him being able to like utilize a lot of the humor that he wasn't really able to have that much in the ultimate Spider-Man comics because they were generally pretty dark and really able to amp that up from a story that was already very funny and then make it even sillier in this episode. Oh, that's great. I love that. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Um, Also, this totally checks out. This episode was directed by Ah. Jeff Allen, who also directed Doomed and Why I Hate Jim. The other two episodes of this show that we both absolutely loved that are absolutely bananas. Is it just these three then? Oh, I don't know what he's directed after this. I just know that he's. But so far, it's just these three. Yeah, I think he's. Wow. Batting a thousand, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. He's only directed. He really is like their Looney Tunes director, it seems like. And I hope that that is how it stays because yeah. that's very funny <laughs> bangers only <laughs> i love mm-hmm. that oh that's fantastic yeah well obviously we get wolverine in this episode and unsurprisingly to some folks i'm sure uh, he is voiced by steve bloom we have certainly talked about him before primarily in the context of the spectacular spider-man where he voiced chameleon and green goblin um, and we chatted briefly about him again when he voiced bonesaw in the 2017 series Um, And notable, and why this would be unsurprising to some folks, he also voiced Wolverine in Wolverine and the X-Men. No surprise seeing him here. So Yeah. um, And he's done tons of stuff. Like, well over 800 voice acting credits across film, television, video games. Just one of those folks where you've almost certainly heard his voice, even if you don't realize you're hearing it. Oh, for sure. He's a very good Wolverine. He's like a very I love his Wolverine, especially in this. I imagine this is a bit more... Like uh, like Wolverine in the X-Men, he's like the lead character. Uh, I imagine he's not as like crass and gross <laughs> in that as he is in this one. <laughs> I Yeah, I, 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 I think he's he's like the secret. He's like the VIP of this episode. He is so incredibly fun and good. Yeah. At, and he's so good at playing Peter Parker in Wolverine's body. Like, I know. Just, like, <laughs> especially when you compare it to like Drake Bell, who's fine playing Wolverine as Peter Parker, yeah. but like a little bit inconsistent. Steve Bloom fucking kills it. Like in his performance. In this. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. I love it. Um, you also mentioned Sabretooth. We do get Sabretooth in here. Uh, he's voiced by Peter Lurie, who I think is like the first person in weeks that we're bringing up that we haven't talked about before. Um, interesting guy. He had like a period of time where he did a lot of voice acting, uh, primarily in video games. Um, but he has seemingly continued to voice Sabretooth in stuff. Um, so he voices Sabretooth in Midnight Suns. And he also seems to continue doing voice acting for like Naruto properties and Boruto properties. Um, but primarily it seems like he's sort of backed off of voice acting in favor of like being a sports caster and news anchor. So, mm. you know, he's still out there voice acting, but I think he also does a lot of just like um, like hosting and, and anchoring type stuff. Yeah. Can I I know we didn't have this he's not a huge character in this. Yeah. But um talk the about guy Mesmero here. Mesmero because <laughs> the voice actor I didn't do a deep dive in all of his credits but he's like a well-known um guy. Oh yeah, for sure. Because it's it's Dwight Schultz 
that voices him and i he's so funny in this episode i love his <laughs> i love his mesmero yeah but like small but mighty role here oh so good he's murdoch from the original a team and he's uh barclay from like star trek he's like in next generation and voyager maybe deep space nine too um <laughs> but he's so he's people would know who he is like from those two like he's a like t- 80s and 90s like television staple mm-hmm. um which is pretty cool so it's really cool i think he's done a ton of other voice acting too since then but like those are his oh you for know, sure most famous roles but it's just funny just to see him that they got him into to play this like extremely over the top campy villain it's so good. yeah i mean this isn't even the only sort of like superhero stuff he's done i mean he was in the spider-man video game he he was vulture in that and he's like in oh. marvel ultimate alliance like he's he's done that. plenty of stuff yeah nice nice um Very so cool. good call out i'm glad that you brought that up mm-hmm. yeah when i when i heard him i was like i have to know who this guy is This is too good. <laughs> he's a lot of fun he's so fun <laughs> yeah wolverine <laughs> It's a, it's such an interesting character to include, especially because he like obviously is massively important to this episode, but is not in the vast majority of this episode. No. That's great. <laughs> it's great. I love it. I'll tell you now, he's not in the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man comic version of this. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. It's, well, it's, I look yeah. forward to finding out yeah. how they end up swapped then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely different. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, shall we get into this body swap nonsense? Let's do it. My favorite kind of nonsense. So this episode opens with Spider-Man encountering full chaos, just like the episode opens with chaos, as Mesmero hypnotizes droves of people into rioting and looting Times Square. Bananas. Um, cool setting. I don't... Have yeah. we seen directly Times Square in the show? Maybe. Uh, I think the first episode. If we, we have, it didn't really yeah. stand out as much yeah. to me as this, because this chaos is like pretty chaotic like it mm-hmm. this episode's pretty intense at certain points in a way oh that God. i was not expecting the show it's like weirdly dark sometimes get, or like yeah. a body swap comedy episode to get it's like weirdly dark and weirdly violent yeah. sometimes which i mean it has wolverine in it but like even but it's when, not in, just wolverine <laughs> yeah yeah the, the the way that mesmero is controlling these hordes of people is like fast zombies like they're oh overpowering God, yeah. there's like so many of them like i mean we haven't gotten to this i mean we haven't even said that wolverine is here yet but like <laughs> they are able to overpower wolverine because there's just so many of them all operating like together as one like it's really cool actually <laughs> yeah they're like they're like 28 days later like world war z very type, like runner zombies yes yeah. yes 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 so right off the bat i was like "Ooh, what are we doing here you know mm-hmm. um and Spider-Man doesn't really understand what's going on. And before he can really even figure out what's happening, he's joined by Wolverine, who seems to think that for some reason Spider-Man is responsible. Very weird. Very strange. <laughs> but it seems like Wolverine's already kind of raging. So I don't think he's thinking super clearly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like Spider-Man calling Wolverine a ferret when they like, insult him. Yes. It's oh, like, I love that. Their dynamic uh, in this episode, so good. Like. Yeah. Steve Bloom and terrible person Drake Bell like do play <laughs> off of each other very well. They do. Yeah, they have they do have good chemistry. I like Wolverine's design a lot too in this. Yeah, I think it's good. he's like I love that he like has that constant stubble and mm-hmm. I love like the bulkiness of him and the fact that I think he is actually most of the time drawn to be like shorter than a lot of other heroes are. Like he's supposed he is, to be. He gets he, made fun of in the comics for being short. Right. I mean, he is supposed to be canonically, but like most other, you know, plenty of I know. cartoons and movies don't do that with him. Um, 
but but like he's I think when he's standing next to Spider Man most of the time they're the same height, which mm-hmm. I, I wish he was even shorter than that. But like even I wish just he was him, just a little bit shorter, like yeah. just enough to bother him. <laughs> but the fact that he you know is is not towering over Peter is already different from like you know yeah. Hugh Jackman or even like the the ninety oh my god yeah 90, 90s, six foot uh, tall Hugh Jackman, Jackman. <laughs> right. So I, yeah. I like I like that he's not like he's like a wide man but not a huge man. Yeah, like. Wolverine not. Not always, or I would say even frequently, like uh, a character I'd want to body swap into. But this one, I would welcome it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I like it. I like. <laughs> what do you? Th- I like how little his um, whatever you call the the horn type things on his mask are on this in this design. It's kind of fun. Yeah, I um, I I. Sh- shouldn't have strong feelings on wolverine i don't know that much about him but like i do prefer when his his like horn spike things are smaller i think it looks cooler personally yeah i kind of agree with than like the big huge like wing ones you know yeah yeah i i have an affinity for the big ones just because they you know i think there is something like there's something just so specific about it but i do think that this design is really good and i think the short ones often look really cool i also love when they do like the brown and gold Mm-hmm. color palette i like yeah, it a lot it. i do too yep even though it's not like specifically nostalgic for me maybe because it's not i don't know maybe because it feels different i um, think so i, I think know it like also... is older <laughs> mm-hmm. but what we grew up with was like the 90s coloration well i think it's also it's not a color scheme you see that often i feel like of like brown yeah. like brownish gold and yellow like mm-hmm. i don't i feel like usually the colors contrast more or are brighter or whatever so i kind of i kind of like yeah I like that color scheme for him. I like it. It's pleasant. It's warm. Yeah. This is a good Wolverine. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, before Spider-Man can convince Wolverine that they are in fact on the same side and that there's no way he could hypnotize hundreds of people in Times Square, uh, a horde of these hypnotized folks managed to toss a dumpster onto Wolverine. Naturally, this pisses him off. <laughs> And so Wolverine slashes his way out of this dumpster and then turns his attention to the hypnotized folks. And of course, Spider-Man, they kind of established that these two don't know each other, never met, have never really come in contact before. Mm -hmm. It seems like Spider-Man doesn't even really know what Wolverine's deal is. Mm -hmm. Um, So they haven't really been exposed to each other. Wolverine certainly doesn't really know anything about Spider-Man. So Spider-Man just sees Wolverine turn on these people and is like, oh my God, he's going to attack these innocent people. Like they're under mind control. It's not their fault. So he tries to intervene, but instead Wolverine slices the top of a fire hydrant and just wakes everybody up with a blast of water. And I was kind of convinced that he was raging too, but I do think there's a comment in there where he's like, no, I can tell something's up. Like my senses are enhanced. Like I'm not going to kill them. He never (laughs) says he's not going to kill them, but I do think he implies it. But I think I, I like that. I feel like that is that feels very Wolverine where it's just like, no, he is smarter than you give him credit for. But oh, for he's, sure. He yeah. never looks like it. He is always going to look like he's <laughs> raging and going to murder everyone because yeah. that's just his whole vibe. Like, that's how yeah. he operates. <laughs> I, I do love that because he's not like the main character of this series. I imagine I don't remember what I watched of X-Men or of uh, Wolverine and the X-Men, mm-hmm. but I imagine this would be the case. I do like that because he's not the main character of this series. He does just get to come in raging and for the most yeah. part he's just like an angry curmudgeonly like piece of shit throughout this episode oh yeah no it's so fun. much this they makes get... me like wolverine way more than when he's a main character or he's like so... the main character yeah because he's not like brooding at all he's just like 
he just hates everything around him constantly. <laughs> yeah. What and is then, it? Is that a misanthrope or whatever? Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like very misanthropic, <laughs> but in a way, but in it's but it's not in like in, in it's not in a way like sometimes those characters can be kind of off putting and insufferable, but yeah. it's more just sort of like he is like just nobody will just leave this man alone. Like everybody <laughs> is so fucking frustrating, yeah. and everyone is just constantly making life harder for him. It's like and, and it's sort of like it's like it's a it's a relatable version of being misanthropic, which is <laughs> yeah. like you know what I have felt like that sometimes man sure, yeah. it's just like can everyone just shut the fuck up <laughs> please. Alone, please the whole world Thank you. go away please <laughs> and that's just like, but that's just like his his like setting forever basically <laughs> yeah yeah i like it it's very enjoyable to me <laughs> yeah and they, they I mean they have so much fun like I, I what i like about this too is that i feel like you know in the iron man episode and the thor episode it's very much they are very much like look how cool these guest superheroes are like they're in the Avengers. <laughs> and I feel like probably because, you know, <laughs> the Mar- Marvel studios making movies didn't have the rights to make X-Men movies. The Marvel executives aren't really caring so much about how you're treating the X-Men and the cartoons and how it lines up with the movies. So it's just like Brian Michael Mendes, you know, you do whatever the fuck you want with Wolverine, write him as much like you wrote him in the comic as you want. And so they kind of like, he's not on a pedestal at all. Like they can make fun of him. Like yeah. he, he's not, he's not, he like, he is not a likable character, which kind of makes him more like likable because he's so grumpy, you know, I but it's like, certainly think so. <laughs> yeah. They, they make him like, they just make fun of how bad he smells and shit the entire yeah. <laughs> time, which is very much in the comic too. Yeah. Like that's, that's true to the comic, the, the, this, you know, the ultimate Spider-Man comics. Like, it's just like this smelly, hairy, annoying, grumpy old man <laughs> who just hates everyone. And like, I fucking, love that like that's so much better is if they just tried really hard to hammer it over your head how cool he is which i feel like i could have seen them doing if wolverine was in the avengers movies and they kind of have done with past guest heroes yeah for sure for sure i appreciate it yeah thank you this show Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. well as everyone is coming to and for some reason beginning to blame spider-man also which never really goes anywhere so i don't even know why they included that Really um, I guess just because everything was so tense, so why not keep the tension high? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. As everybody is distracted with Spider-Man and hating Spider-Man, Wolverine notices Mesmero and does recognize him. And he's like, ah, clearly this is this guy's fault. So he pins him up against a van. Spider-Man helps a little bit with like webbing and stuff. Um, and Wolverine threatens him until he releases everybody from his mind control. Threatens him with a count of three, uh, index finger, ring finger, middle finger potentially going through his fucking head <laughs> yeah it's like his fist is like right under his chin like yeah. it, it's it's like genuinely scary in a way that i was really surprised by uh-huh. like just knowing you know I, I know that past shows have dealt with like censorship and stuff um so like a lot of times wolverine has to be kind of they kind of have to like blunt his ferocity quite a bit and mm-hmm. he just can only and so you know uh, this is still a kid's show so they're not going to have him claw through people but just impl- but they imply the implied, so many the Im- times the implied violence of this episode <laughs> like that's kind of how you do wolverine on a kid's show i think like i think they kind of nail great. it because yeah. i fully believe that this guy has chopped people's bodies up many times yeah like, fully bu- fully For buy sure. it and fully buy how close he was to doing it in the situation in many other situations yeah yeah, it's yeah. great. It's it's great. And I, you know, I do wonder, like, if I were watching this when I was eight year old, years old, would I understand that, like, what he's, I mean, I, I think I would. I know that he has three claws, right? Yeah, so I think so. it's pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty wild that they're doing it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. 
Mesmero does release everybody from mind control, uh, and Nick Swir- Nick Swery? Nick Fury swoops in to apprehend Mesmero, and they sort of like debrief a little bit. Uh, but Wolverine and Spider Man cannot get along, and they continue to argue and take jabs at each other. And Spider-Man basically just calls Wolverine, like, gross and rude and disgusting. He calls him the, the abs- absolutely the most disgusting person I've ever met. It's I so love this so much. Like, I yeah. think it's so good. It's good for so many reasons. One that I'll sort of bring up later. But, like, even without it being sort of, like, good for the theme of this episode, like, it's just really fun <laughs> to have yeah. Spider-Man be so disgusted by, like, another superhero. Yeah, I love it. Peter it's- Parker does come from this, like sort of uptight teenager like that his origins were of like somebody who would be disgusted by people you know what i mean yeah no i think it totally fits i think you know peter parker is not a characteristically chill person so i no. think it makes sense <laughs> um and like yeah i, I like that it's you know it, it's the body swap stuff is always the most interesting when it's two people with wildly contrasting personalities, usually, especially if they hate each other switch swapping bodies yeah. obviously that's the fun of it and i like that they establish this conflict between them and it's not forced at all it's not like they had to force a reason for them to hate each other it's not like a batman versus superman situation where it's sort of like pulling every possible thing you can reaching as far as you can to convince the audience that these two people would hate each other it's just sort of like their personalities just do not jibe at all peter parker would never hang out with logan logan would never hang out with peter parker spider-man does not operate the same way that wolverine does and wolverine Mm -hmm. thinks spider-man's a fucking doofus so like of course (laughs) they're not going to get along and it doesn't help that wolverine probably does have really bad bo and peter parker is a fucking teenager who's annoying so like all of those aspects like all of those things all it all makes sense yeah it's a a great combination they do such a good job establishing their personalities so quickly that mm-hmm. it just only makes sense they would hate each other <laughs> yeah it's, 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 it's it's so funny um yeah wolverine's just like so not the man that peter would ever want to be um so it, it just totally checks out i also fucking love the joke one of my favorite jokes in this episode, Nick Fury shows up and it's all badass and everything. And there's a whole freeze frame cutaway. Spider-Man starts narrating shield shield is this. And they, 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 you know, they recruited me shield saves blah, blah, blah. And then he just stops. And he's like, okay, I know established. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's been literally 10 episodes of this show of you re-explaining who fucking shield is and what the status quo of the show is. Thank you for finally acknowledging. We don't have to keep explaining who shield is anymore. We know. we know what the premise of the show is. My hope is that this going forward, you never have any like recap exposition. Like, Every episode, I feel like, has started with some kind of, like, I'm Spider-Man and I'm a hero, or I'm Spider-Man and I joined S.H.I.E.L.D. And I love that this episode is just like, yeah, we know. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Moving on. I, w- I was required to do this. I'm, I'm not going to do it anymore. And he's literally, like, shot by guns out of the cut- cutaway. Like, it's, yeah, it's that's intense. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh, like, boy. We're done. Cut away over. <laughs> So goofy. Mm-hmm. This episode's good. This is a good, really good. Did we mention that we like this episode? This is a, this is this is a top tier episode. <laughs> this this might be my favorite one out of out of the show so far. Actually, <laughs> oh, so good, so good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, but yeah. So so Wolverine, Spider Man arguing like we were explaining. They nearly come to blows. 
Uh, but Nick Fury steps between them and dismisses Spider-Man. Hey, you just just go, just leave. Spidey, Spidey, of course, like you said, declares, you know, he's the most disgusting man I've ever met. Hopes he never sees Wolverine ever again, uh, which Mesmero overhears. It's like, hmm, these two seem to have a conflict. Hmm. Pretty bad if their lives became incredibly intertwined right now. <laughs> um, he laughs about this thought and then does some sort of Mesmero thing. What could that possibly be? Who knows? Hopefully you didn't notice the title. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like something pretty uh, freaky. Might happen. <laughs> well, the next day, Peter has just a tough time at school. He has to tell off Luke and Sam for asking to cheat off of his homework Flash tries to take his lunch money, and then he falls asleep in English class. All pretty run-of-the-mill stuff, eh? Yeah, well, I, I know you were setting up the next thing that you were going to say, but I do think that this is all really good because this is classic body swap stuff that they're doing very quickly where it's just like establish these really clear status quo things that we can then have the the post-body swap character like just run into and deal with like these are very clear conflicts i think that you could do this episode without table setting this because we're familiar with peter but i think it works i think it works better if you do because especially for one i feel like a lot of people watching this you see the title you've seen the episode description you know if you're watching it in a streaming world you know what this episode is about so you're watching the fun of this is watching this and then thinking about what Wolverine is inevitably going to do in the situation post body swap. And even if you don't, it's rewarding because it, it feels more consistent when you've seen all of these, you know, events and then see all of them revisited in a few minutes after the body swap. So like either way, I think it's, it's really work. It really works. It's, it's what makes this episode such a good standalone episode. Yeah. I also think it's just nice. Like, I don't think it's essential, but I think it's just nice that the conflict he's having with, Luke and Sam is kind of similar in tone, not necessarily content, but like tone to how he is handling Wolverine, where it's like he doesn't like Wolverine because Wolverine doesn't superhero the way that he thinks he's supposed to. And he's he specifically says, like, you guys are superheroes. You're supposed to be responsible. Like, how are you going to cheat off of my homework? Like, what is wrong with you? I just think that's neat and nice that's, and clean. That's No, I like that. That's a really good observation, actually, because there's some nice symmetry there. Because, like, I mean, for one, they are literally superheroes, but just the idea of, like, you know, I mean, if they really they they are they were trying to explain that they weren't going to directly copy it. They were just going to, you know, <laughs> learn from it or whatever, um, whether that's true or not. I don't know. But either way, like it, it, I think there's a logical argument you could make where it's sort of like, no, you just help your friends out. Who cares? It's just algebra homework or they're superheroes. They're all they're as busy as you are. Work together to try to pass through school like it, I could see it making sense. But it's just like it, it just bumps up against what Peter views as like his level of integrity and how how he goes about life and everything. Yeah, and if he's just coming off of an interaction with somebody who he now is sort of like, I mean, he would prop himself up against Wolverine, right? Yeah. You know, so like then he's going to immediately bump up against his friends who are also being shitty superheroes. It's I yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do too. It's good good character moment. I know it's not necess- we talked about this last week. It's not like they don't do a ton of like long-term character stuff on this show. Mm-hmm. So it's not really something that's come up a whole lot in the show if really at all, but it works really well in this contained episode. Mhm. Absolutely. Well, here's where it stops being run of the mill. <laughs> when Peter <laughs> falls asleep in English class, in English in- class, um when Peter falls asleep <laughs> When Peter falls asleep in English class, uh, he actually wakes up in Wolverine's apartment and in Wolverine's body. 
So I was actually confused at first because I was like, I thought they were going to bo- like wake up the next day and be body swapped. No, in fact, it's here when he falls asleep in class uh, and then wakes up body swapped. Yeah, I don't know if that's just of- like a weird timeline thing the show did or if it's just a delayed sort of reaction to Mesmero's powers. But either way, I think it's fun that he falls asleep uh, in one place and wakes up in another. It wouldn't work as well if they did it, you know, if they woke up in each other's pl- like homes. Mm-hmm. Wolverine needs yeah. to wake up in the school. <laughs> yeah, it does make it very funny that he wakes up there for sure. <laughs> yeah, the whole sequence with Peter in Wolverine's body, just like thrashing around, like just completely so incapable funny. of of handling this like giant man's like big hairy dangerous body like it's so fucking funny i I mean the animation is good for one he wakes up and it's all first person and they actually keep it first person for longer than i would expect Mm -hmm. as he's like just looking around confused and you know and then once they do cut to third person he's like tripping into the bathroom freaks out in the mirror (laughs) trips into the shower tries to get up in the shower then falls back down by pulling the shower curtain over it's so fucking good it's so good this is how many is good i mean this episode is a Considering, you know, it's more comedy than action, still plenty of action, but it's obviously more physical comedy uh, heavy. The actual animation on all of that physical comedy, just so on point. Like, so it's, it's a really gorgeous looking episode. Yeah, it's I, I agree with you. There's a lot of good stuff in here and it's not just relegated to like classic action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. bravo on that. Yeah. The whole, the whole sequence, just like a plus. It's super good. Yeah. Back at Midtown, of course, we see the opposite. Wolverine wakes up in Peter's body in class, fully confused because fully confused because he doesn't know he doesn't. I'm assuming he didn't know uh, Spider-Man's secret identity. So he didn't know that Peter Parker is just some high school kid. Right. So he just I love that. Imagine waking up in high school like spontaneously, like terrifying, horrible, awful situation. (laughs) So smart. I love that they did that. Like, it's so much better that he wakes up in high school than in like Peter Parker's bedroom. Mm-hmm. because he and, and the fact that like i mean i guess this is like the next beat but like the fact that he doesn't even know who spider-man is so like he doesn't even know what body he's woken up in yeah yeah he's just woken up in some kid's body it's not like he woke yeah. up in spider-man's uniform like peter did wolverines right <laughs> a lot of these observations i'm not going to say anything more specific but a lot of these observations you're making makes me feel like you're going to like this episode better than the comic that it's based on. And oh, actually, well, that's fine. I might agree with that too. I think this episode distills in a more fun way. I, I don't know that I've ever read a body swap comic. So I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it just yeah. like feels different, you know, just based yeah. on medium alone. It's definitely a difference that yes, I think a lot of the details they change for this are for the better, especially considering it's a lot of it's for the sake of comedy. Um, yeah, but let's get, subscribe to our Patreon and listen to that Spider Bite episode that we're going to release. Will we Doug like it? Comic. Will Doug hate it? <laughs> yeah, one dollar a month. You get, get that episode among many others. Patreon yeah. plug over. Nice. Yeah, but what what I also like is that like his reaction to this situation, Wolverine's reaction to waking up in this high schooler's body, is to like behave like a full on feral animal. <laughs> Because he's he is just very like, animalistic in this episode, hunched, <laughs> hunched over and growling and yeah. grunting. He doesn't say many words when people say stuff to him. He just grunts and growls back at them. He's like constantly like on the like he literally looks like a cat or a wolf or something that's like cornered and like just and like backing away out of the situation, you know. And everybody, obviously, they're a bunch of teenagers. They're just laughing at how fucking weird he's being. 
But it's just, it's so funny how just absolutely feral and animalistic he is. I love it because I feel like the implication is that's just like how he interacts with people at this point in his life. Like that's yeah. just how he interacts. Yeah. <laughs> Even when he's in his own body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just growling constantly. <laughs> yeah. I love this like super animalistic Wolverine. It's so, so good. So good. He doesn't even know like how a cell phone works, apparently, oh, in the year 2012. I fully buy that. I fully <laughs> buy that Wolverine does not have, is not interested in a cell phone. Yeah. Because like, he's, just... he's, isn't he, he's a World War II experiment? Is that what he is? Yes. Something like that? So, so like, I, I buy so. it. <laughs> I think that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he's such a curmudgeon. Doesn't he spend, like, lots of time in the woods, just, like, away from people in some versions? Just like yeah, being so. away from society. <laughs> so I love it. What is this thing ringing in my pocket? <laughs> oh man, um, is this the part? Yeah, because he sees Mary Jane in the hallway. Is this the part where he like creepily hits on Mary Jane? Absolutely, yes, because they don't interact otherwise. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. He just talks I mean, about good. like a hot redhead, which it's just creepy. I get it, but I hate it. Fifteen year old, fifteen or sixteen year old girl. And oh, that's so much worse. You're right. Oh, Doug, God. it was like gr- I just immediately yeah. was like, this is gross, but it's so much grosser. <laughs> We're gonna have a whole conversation about the comic. No, why do comics? Um, do it's that? it's I, well, so many it's it's, are, it, it's body swaps. Yeah. shit. Unfortunately. It is. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's just really, and, and, you know, it's, it's a societal thing where just a lot of, a lot of men have been, you know, taught that like young, hot babes are who you go after. It's just in this case, they're underage. So (laughs) nope, nope. I will say the comic isn't like, it's never siding with him in the situation at all. I would honestly be surprised if they did based on what we read recently where Gwen Stacy is like. Uh, excuse me, I'm 15. You creepazoid. Yeah. If anything, there's 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 kind of a reason that they give it. They kind of justify it a little more. It's still just in there a lot, and in a way that's not really fun to read. This case, it's honestly worse because it's not tried to be justified for any reason. It is literally like Wolverine is just that much of a fucking creeper that he is hitting on a teenage girl. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Logan. I, it's almost worse too because it's like it already existed in the comics and sounds like it was significantly worse so like feels like oh well, well we got to include this right because it like it's from the story and it's like you didn't you also no. fully could have just not <laughs> yeah there's no i when i was watching this because i because i had read the comic before i was already familiar with it so i knew that was an aspect of it that was weird and so when i was watching this episode i'm sort of like there's so much happening there's so many characters maybe they're just gonna skip there's it simply entirely. no way and then he fucking like leans over mary jane is like going oh, was like redheads and i'm like no no don't do that wolverine can be like a disgusting person but not in that way he doesn't have to be a disgusting person in that way right to that to that point he was disgusting in like a fun way like a fun curmudgeonly like yeah gremlin piece of shit way you know yeah yep but yeah this is this is the bad piece of shit way (laughs) yeah it sucks i don't like it yeah it's really i think it's like the only bad thing very bad thing about this episode yeah yeah, everything else, really the only else is bad pretty, thing. Everything else is pretty A plus, and at the very least, it's a really brief moment. It's just weird that it's oh. in it at all. <laughs> there was one thing, and I guess I, I, it's not even that important. I didn't bring it up, but there was like an earlier moment in the episode where Spider Man was like, he was going to kill people if it weren't for me being here. Essentially, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know if you showed us that. <laughs> do you remember that? I mean, I remember that, but yeah, I don't know that he really like was yeah. it. Do you think it was like more than implied? 
in an earlier version of the episode and spider-man mm-hmm. actually like intervened to stop him from like going yeah, further it, it really doesn't feel like he was but also i i can see a universe where it's kind of hard to show that on screen for sure for sure in a way that isn't just like that censors wouldn't just be like absolutely not you know yeah um but and it's it, i think that 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 is kind of a tightrope though because i do think that the, you kind of do need that to further their conflict more mm-hmm. you know um well like it, it highlights you, their philosophical difference about superheroing for sure their philosophical difference and also just the fear of i think it also ups the stakes a little bit as comedic as this is there is something kind of scary about somebody like wolverine who's kind of unpredictable that could potentially like, your body like, in your body. Like who is he <laughs> going to hurt in my body? Oh my God. Right. You know? Um, sure. So I, I do think you kind of need that aspect for Peter. Like, well, Wolverine might, there might be no universe where Wolverine ever would actually kill those people. But Peter thinks that he could be capable of that. Of that and that's, what's important. So I do think we need that detail. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. I don't think they really showed that enough, but also I don't, I'm kind of okay with it because I don't know how they would. I think yeah. I'm I okay with it sense. just being Peter just telling the audience that that's a thing that at least he believes was a potential, what was potentially happening, whether or not that was actually the case. Who knows? Yeah. Makes sense. And and the only reason I thought about it is because we were talking about like, this is the only bad thing. That's the only other thing that I was like, that's weird. Everything else about this episode is (laughs) great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, yeah. Speaking of, uh, I know we mentioned the cell phone, you know, where that that Wolverine does not fucking understand. He's just freaking out <laughs> about so the weird beeping coming from his butt, and then everyone else has to be like, "Peter, it's your cell phone, you weirdo." Um, and he doesn't even know how to like press a button to answer it. Like, good god, man! I love it. <laughs> but he's eventually able to work the cell phone, answers the call, and finds that it is from Peter in Wolverine's body. You know, after a very brief chat, they're just sort of like, oh, I guess we swapped bodies. Okay, we've seen movies. We know how this works. <laughs> well, it's it's fun because Wolverine, like, knows not just that they swapped bodies, but, like, knows exactly, like, how it happened, basically. He's like, oh, of course, it was fucking that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Peter has to be like, okay, I know you don't know who I am because I'm just, like, a kid in high school. I have to tell you, I'm Spider-Man. The kid that you are seeing right now in the mirror, that's Spider-Man. <laughs> like, it's yeah. so good. I love it. Yeah, and then there's something that 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 is actually a really fun aspect to this episode because there's probably something really even more humiliating that it's like not only does Wolverine have to like grapple with being trapped in a teenage kid's body, but it's also like and the superhero that I was like fighting against that I have a beef with is a fucking teenage boy. Are <laughs> you like kidding this dumb me? Dumb fifteen year old kid. <laughs> uh, like, why did I even waste my time arguing with this dude? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I love that detail so much. I don't know why I'm so hung up on it, but I just think it's so brilliant that he body swaps into Peter's secret identity. So smart. Yeah. So it's smart. it is very fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Well, before Peter and Wolverine can hash out any sort of plan, Sabretooth breaks into Wolverine's apartment and attacks Peter, but you know, in Wolverine's body. So Peter avoids Sabretooth for as long as he can uh and tries to explain like I am not Wolverine. Like I I don't know who you are or why you're attacking me or what Wolverine <laughs> did, but I am not him. And then ends up stabbing himself so because good. he can't control his claws. Oh, it's so well played, too. Because, you know, they, uh, they can't show him literally stabbing mm-hmm. himself. I understand that. <laughs> but they it's like he's stabbing himself just under the frame. Yep. But it's like you hear the sound <laughs> effect. You hear him freeze. And it's just frozen on him. Just like feeling the effect of it. And then, like, I think it doesn't he start to scream and then it cuts off to, like, please stand by after yeah. that. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. so well done. The imp- again, the implied <laughs> the implied violence of this episode A plus. Like so incredibly done. I feel it every time he accidentally stabs himself because it happens multiple times yeah. and it is always funny and visceral. I think it's great. <laughs> I think it's it's really really great and genuinely surprising to me that they did yeah. that. Yeah. Because because that is a type of violence that you don't usually expect on this kind of show because it's like, you know, they, they can do plenty of like magical, you know, magical beams and like superhero superhuman punches to other superhuman people. But like literally being stabbed by a blade like th- that's a level of realistic violence by that yourself cartoons usually shy away from. Yeah. And then by uh, doing it by yourself yeah. like it's, it's pretty that's a whole other levels maybe that's how they're able to get it past censors that it's like he's not being stabbed he's it was just like a, a funny little it was like a mistake oops it was a mistake oops it's not like saber <laughs> slashed him or anything right yeah yeah, yeah you're probably right i bet you that's exactly how they managed to get around the the the, the violence of it all yeah i also think this whole sequence is so well done too because I think that they do a really great job animating and making really good, like dynamic movement of Sabretooth trying to chase down Peter as Wolverine in Wolverine's little apartment. So they're just basically running in circles on walls while Wolverine is still on the phone. So he's still like attached to a phone and he's not on a cell phone. It's an, you know, an old school phone with a cord. So he can't actually move that much. He's just like walking around getting twisted up in the cord as they're just running circles around each other the entire time and having the dialogue with, you know, Wolverine and Peter's body on the other side back and forth. Like it's just, and yet, yet the movement never stops. It is the constant, moving i know and they don't lose like they don't lose you like he's going Mm-mm. in circles and you can tell but it doesn't end up getting like messy or muddy at all no like so they, they handle the geography really well considering the geography is probably like 12 by 12 feet you know what i mean right i can't it, that cannot have been easy to storyboard like because what do you do with that you know i know and, and i feel like the camera has to be constantly turning around and stuff Ugh. to make that work which which has to be really difficult so yeah good for them yeah so so good so good <laughs> so much fun we do mm. love a small space <laughs> yeah on the show yeah. For sure. Well, Peter, still in Wolverine's body, continues to attempt to run away and just avoid fighting altogether, but Sabretooth continues to pursue him throughout the city. So he fully runs away from the apartment, um, <laughs> but uh, but Sabretooth follows. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. <laughs> Meanwhile, at Midtown, Wolverine, still in Peter's body, insults and offends all of his friends, uh, <laughs> both S.H.I.E.L.D. and otherwise, and beats up Flash Thompson. Just beats him. him up. Good for him. <laughs> Wild. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's definitely one of those moments where you have to be like, this is for comedy and we'll have absolutely no consequences or ramifications no. in the future. <laughs> Flat, yeah, because Flash should be kind of traumatized with the situation. But, you know, next next time he shows up in however many episodes, he's still going to just be the bully. Right. It's fine. Exactly. Fine. It's a standalone episode. That's what yeah. makes him good and fun. Doesn't have we matter. ever talked about how I think it's cool, how cool Flash, uh, how cool it is that Flash actually has like a lightning bolt like shaved into his head? It is actually. I think it's a cool design. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's fun. Yeah. So Peter eventually makes his way to Midtown and uh, meets Peter at Peter in Wolverine's body, of course, makes his way to Midtown, meets up with Wolverine in Peter's body, um, who immediately realizes that, well, hold on, if 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 the Wolverine body is at the school, 
Sabretooth is surely following the Wolverine body. Therefore, Sabretooth is now at the school, which means that now they're going to have to fight Sabretooth at Midtown High, at which Midtown is not high. good. <laughs> they're promptly attacked, of course, yeah. at the high school, which is the worst case scenario for this already body swapped. Peter's not in a uh, costume. Like, it's all so it's good. all a fucking mess. So yeah, good. I love they handled the body swap so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so done so well. It also yeah. is great because I mean I love the fact that they firmly established at the beginning of this episode these two heroes do not know things about each other, right? So like Peter tries to say like no 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 man I lost him like I, I just you know whatever and Wolverine's like you don't lose Sabretooth like you do not he, he he's gonna track you like there's no way you lost him <laughs> like I just yeah. think that's so nice. <laughs> he's a tracker like me. <laughs> Is uh, I feel like it's around here. They do the uh, the one life to live cutaway, right? Oh, um, I don't remember where that is. <laughs> it's around here because it because because it, it's inspired by by Wolverine making fun of like Peter's yeah. like you know, high school drama, and so the cutaway is is just basically the opening credits to like a soap <laughs> opera called the one, yeah. one Life to Web, um, and, and it's funny because you know it has like you know it's like random characters like Ava and Mary Jane and whoever, mm-hmm. but then it also has Spidey himself is just a separate character, and like the character of the opening credits of her Spidey is like like in like a straw hat and munching on hay for some reason, yeah, I of think. Of course, you know, why not? <laughs> and then my favorite part is, and Dr. Doom as Brett. <laughs> what is this? So funny. I don't fucking know. Not I the don't... way I would have expected to see Dr. Doom again, but I kind of no, like it. <laughs> I love it. It's so funny. And I don't even, I don't, I don't know enough about One Life to Live to know if any of these are actually specific references. It might just be <laughs> that so random humor. Sure. Either way, it's great. I think it's so funny. Like, because it <laughs> Doctor Tube as Brett, as Brett, <laughs> as Brett. Isn't he like dressed as a doctor, actual yeah. like medical doctor? Too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so stupid! I love it. It's so stupid. This it's episode so, so, so. is all the right kinds of stupid, just yeah. like Doomed, and just like Why I Hate Jim. All the right yeah. kinds of stupid. And the best episodes of this show that I'm sure the <laughs> internet fucking hates. So no. <laughs> they have no sense of humor. Yeah, no taste. One note that I have, this is just a random note that's almost almost kind of nonsensical. Uh, the note says, Steve Bloom as Wolverine as Peter Parker sounds a lot like Ben Diskin. Interesting. That's the note. Yeah. That is, uh, Steve that, that, Bloom as Peter Parker as Wolverine sounds no, like Ben Diskin. S- Steve Bloom as Wolverine as yeah. Peter Parker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wait, no. It would be the reverse, though, because it's Peter right. Parker and Wolverine's body. So Steve I Bloom that. doing Wolverine's voice, but with Peter Parker's Peter Parker. thoughts. Sounds a lot like Ben Diskin because there was a second where because I, I was like because I went into it knowing that Steve Bloom was Wolverine. But then there was a certain points when he's doing because he does change his voice when it's Peter Parker and Wolverine's body. Like mm-hmm. his performance as Wolverine and his performance as Peter Parker in Wolverine's body is very distinct. Like they're both gruff yeah. voices, but like he obviously because he's a very good voice actor, he like amps it up and adds sort of a teen spin to it. Yeah. And I think that that sort of gravel and gruffness with the youth like makes it be like what Ben Diskin's typical <laughs> characters sound like. Like he sounds a lot like when Eddie Brock is really mad in yeah. Spectacular Spider-Man. It's, it's like, really, like to the point that I was like, wait, is this Ben Diskin? And I had to like actually like double check it to make sure. <laughs> um, it was just so funny because I normally don't get those two confused. Like they don't sound rat. They don't sound like wildly different, but they also don't sound the same either. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're different voice actors, but it was just funny to see that crossover happen. Like, Enough to cross the wires in my brain when I was listening to it. Um, That's so funny. 
I think it's just a testament to how good Steve Bloom is. Cause like, Oh, he's just, fantastic. Like, like you will, like there's definitely a distinct sound to Steve Bloom's voice, but his performances are always so wildly different, you know? Yeah. Um, and I do think he kind of blows Drake bell out of the water in this episode when it comes to the body oh, swap stuff. I think so. And, and yeah, you know, unfortunately Drake bell is, good at voice acting this just is not one of the things that i think he excels at you know he's not good at, he doesn't have range really like he's good at playing the type of character no, that that's that's that maybe is over under undersell and that, that maybe is like not giving him enough credit as a voice actor i think more like he can do the drake bell thing like and he plays those characters well and he can do a range of emotions within the drake bell type characters that he plays but i don't think he can really go beyond that and play different types of characters other than the drake bell character you know right he has range of emotion and performance within that type of character but yeah he's not gonna go outside of that and i think this shows that very yeah. well he's not going to play like a gruff middle-aged you know curmudgeon yeah. it's just yeah. not gonna work it's it's very he, there's sometimes when it's okay in this but it's kind of inconsistent like he, he the gruffness kind of varies throughout the episode <laughs> he's playing it yeah. oh god i just had a horrible thought what? it's drake bell voicing you know peter parker when he's also an old man creeping on teenage girls yeah well Maybe his performance is convincing. Oh, Maybe I we were wrong all along. Didn't even think about that until now. Hate it. Hate it. Let's move on. I don't like to think about that. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I brought it up. Uh, um, unfortunate, yeah. you know, reality of covering the show. Unfortunately. God damn. Well, luckily, this episode's fun as, fun as shit. Yeah. What's what's happening? The Sabretooth is there. They're they're fighting him. Um, I think that like Sabretooth does they do convince Sabretooth that the body swap happened. Like he does actually believe yeah. that this is the case, which I think is a really funny twist that it's sort of like, no, we switch bodies. Like, obviously, have you seen what's happened today? And Sabretooth's like, Oh, actually, yeah, this kind of makes sense, like that you're not Wolverine, like you're not acting like him at all. So I I actually do believe you that this body swap happened. Yeah. Um and I they're think thinking great, like actually. it makes I think the it's, plot even better. Yeah, and it makes Sabretooth like, kind of smart too. Like it's mm-hmm. it's good. And you know, the idea is more like, okay, so you know, you don't want to exact your revenge on Wolverine right now while he's like a teenager in his body, right? And then Sabretooth's like, hmm, actually, well that it actually makes it better for me because now I can like if I just kill the Peter Parker body, <laughs> then like I've defeated both of you. So win win. Yeah. Actually, this is fine. Yeah, works for me. <laughs> Sabretooth, much smarter than I would have expected. Yeah, it's good. I yeah. like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's also funny. I, I'm certain this was not intentional, but it's also funny that this comes right after last week's episode where Peter's like, there would be no pride in beating me this way, right? Like he does that with Loki <laughs> last week and then does it again or tries it here and it doesn't work. Yeah. So Sabretooth like does- smarter than Loki? Question mark? Not clickbait? That is really probably the worst version of Loki that's ever existed. Then <laughs> it's very what a bad. bad. What a terrible Loki. It's uh, not good. <laughs> God. <laughs> Big oof. Uh huh. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that's not great. They have to fight again. Peter is afraid that Wolverine's going to expose Peter's secret identity because the Peter Parker body is not in his Spider-Man costume and Wolverine doesn't give a shit about the secret identity stuff. So he's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll hop around and fight and shit. And yeah, Peter's whatever. like, oh dude, secret identity, please put the goddamn costume on. <laughs> so funny. 
it's it's amazing how many additional layers of conflict they managed to work into this episode while still feeling very clean and streamlined you know it's really good and like some of the stuff is in the comics some of it isn't and i feel like they actually add stuff that wasn't in the comics to this to make it even Mm. more kind of complicated you know which i think is really like it's it's not that, that either stories are particularly complex one, but like, I feel like the wrinkles they add to this for further comedy um, is really good. And even the stuff they do kind of, I think adapt from the comic, I think they, they play it even more for comedy in, in a good way. Like I, it's just, it's, it's just really fun. And I feel like this could be an episode where they maybe stack too much onto it, but I like I'm so glad that they didn't try to, you know, shoehorn the shield characters into it too much. Yeah. They didn't try to add any subplots. It really is just like this, this story and making it as funny as possible and adding as many like layers of, of further conflict and obstacles onto it as possible. Yeah. It's so good. Mm-hmm. This is skill baby. Yup. Yup. Also good is Peter threatening to sh- shave and wax all the hair off of Wolverine's <laughs> body. Look, I would be, uh, I, you know, I would, would do whatever convincing. he said. I yeah. would do whatever the hell he yeah. said. You got me, bud. You got me. <laughs> the the, uh, the cutaway for that one is good too. The like chibi, like the chibi bald naked Wolverine. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so upsetting. It's ba- I don't like shaving, and I have experienced waxing. Both of them suck. Do not oh. recommend. Do not like. I've never can't imagine I've, like whole body that would yeah, suck, especially someone as hairy as Wolverine typically is. Ugh, not good. Yeah, I've not never good. been never been waxed. Never planned to. Horrible. I I, Horrible. I don't even remember Hated the last it. time. It's been God. It has been over five, maybe closer to like eight years since I've shaved myself. I have yeah. had a close shave from a barber, like a classic one where they use the straight razor oh. on my like neck yeah before oh okay yeah yeah yeah. i've never but last time i've ever actually had a full shave of my face uh not since i was like 19 years old so it's been a very long time yeah i've i it's (laughs) i've definitely i think i've done it maybe twice since like you said like 19 years old yeah 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 don't enjoy it not a fan yeah well over a decade Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like almost 15 years. Yeah. If oh, not sure. 15 years. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I never want to do it again. Waxing. What situation were you in where you waxed anything? I was very young and self-conscious. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. No, that makes more sense. That and immediately sense. was like, this isn't worth it at all. Yeah. What am I doing? <laughs> it's always sounded like a horrific, like no shade to anybody who doesn't like hair on their body. Like no, if, sure. if you want to get That's rid of thing. it, it's cool. But the idea of like pouring a hot wax on my body and ripping it off I don't know, man. That just it, sounds like a well, nightmare. Well, here's the thing. It wasn't like, honestly, it wasn't the process of it that was painful. It was like the aftermath. Like everything really? felt wrong. Like it just felt wrong. Gotcha. Because I was used to having a hairy back. <laughs> like, yeah. So then it was just weird. Like suddenly being like, oh God, everything's wrong. All my clothes feel wrong. Like oh, no, everything I just felt that. weird and not good. Ooh. No, Plus, then you're no. like growing your whole back of hair back, which sucks. Yeah, that sounds so itchy. I, I already <laughs> have like s- weird sensory stuff sometimes. Anyway, I feel yeah. like I would want to kill myself. So it was yeah. it was bad. It was bad. Yeah. Oh god! <laughs> Never again. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we get it. This is convincing. If anybody thought this wouldn't be convincing, you're wrong. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so so Wolverine's like fucking fine. I'll put your Spider-Man costume on. And as he's doing it, we get this like cut where he's like trying to put it on and he starts like talking to himself and he's narrating just as Peter Parker does all the time. But it's Wolverine, yeah. obviously. So he's kind of confused. He's like, why am I talking to myself? Now I'm talking about talking. I it's love like- that. They're kind of like becoming each other a little bit as they're living in each other's bodies. Which in other body swap uh like stories is a bigger threat you know like there are yeah. there are definitely body swap stories where it's like if you don't switch back you will just be stuck <laughs> like yeah you will start right. to become the other person right yeah 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 glad this one that- doesn't get too much into it because it is a clean streamlined episode that would i think be too many layers of complication there's I like so. not time in the episode to even bring that up yeah but if you're a fan of this type of stuff you probably thought oh that's probably what's happening yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, yeah, it, it it just really is just more for comedic effect than anything else, yeah. which is fine. Yeah. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Well, now suit up the old red and blues, kind of. He puts the mask on backwards at first, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> and then it's sort of like, well, I'm used to having my mouth out. So he ha- like has this, the Spider-Man mask like pulled up over his like nose the Fantastic entire time. Detail. Fantastic detail. What a good detail. Fantastic detail. Great detail. Be like, so I uncomfortable. If yeah, you're like I, not used to that. I never would have thought of that, but like, yeah, it totally makes sense. I don't know that I would, I'm not used to wearing a full mask over my face all the time. I would be like, no, I can't breathe. I have to fucking move this up. What are you talking about? <laughs> right? Yeah. Oy, oy. Especially because yeah. it is like his entire head. Like it's engulfing mm-hmm. his entire head. It's not like just like a face mask like we're used to wearing now, right? Like it's his whole fucking, like a sock over his head. Well, and it's, it's his entire body is covered and like his Wolverine costume, his mouth is open and the mouth and chin is open. Like he doesn't have like full sleeves either. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it makes sense that this is like wildly uncomfortable for him. Like costume. Yeah. Like it it also makes sense why he didn't want to get suited up in the first place. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) And, and we get a joke of him, you know, like he's, he's struggling to, you know, use the web shooter. He, he ends up webbing himself. I really like how they play the joke of him trying to web swing and just like not being able to do it and just ending up hanging there. Yeah, because it's got to be fucking hard as hell to learn. Well, that, that, but also like they do the opposite of what the show has done before that's frustrated me where it's like either like too quickly moves on from a joke or comments on the joke. It doesn't, he swings, cannot fucking make it. It just kind of sits there and then just hanging there for a second. <laughs> and it is total silence for an uncomfortable amount of time with him just so sitting there. Long. And then he just says, huh? And I'm like, yes, that's how you do that joke. You don't, you don't say, awkward <laughs> you just like you either don't comment it on at all or the comment is just like the most flat like huh ever because it's like because you're not overselling the joke like that's what right. makes it funny is how uncomfortable and and long and awkward it is and the fact that you're just like well here we are like, yeah that's what makes it funny <laughs> yes yes full agree this is the this is the perfect way to do it and maybe they're catching on because i don't think we've gotten an awkward in a while Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I say that next week. It's going to be like seven times. Yeah. Yeah. That That's going to be their rule of threes joke. Ugh. <laughs> Please give me the standby rule of, I think they actually do it four times in this. They one. do it for, they, I think they do do it one too many times. Cause I, by the time I got to the fourth time, I was sort of like, okay, that's a little much. There's a reason they, the rule is three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but I, I will let, I will let them have it because 
all of those times there's somebody getting hurt or implied violence. And that's also kind of funny. Yeah. So it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, obviously he can't use webbing. He doesn't know how to do it. Who would? <laughs> so he passes his, uh, his other web shooter to Peter in Wolverine's body who uses it to help him knock down Sabretooth long enough for Wolverine to free himself and help Peter deliver a final knockout blow. I do like this. I like that one, this is the second time we've seen passing of his web shooting equipment. And two, in this case, it makes so much sense because it's still Peter's mind, right? So of course, just because Wolverine's in Peter's body doesn't mean it's going to come instinctively to him. Uh, But just because Peter's in Wolverine's body doesn't mean he's going to forget how to use his own web shooters. So I liked that a lot. I like that a lot. I I like the little, like just the little like Deadpool reference they have. Like just, he's just on the cover (laughs) of a magazine (laughs) for no reason. It's like, it's like a time magazine parody for some reason. It's just Deadpool's head. And like, it doesn't make any sense, but also like Deadpool doesn't make sense. He doesn't really make sense, but also Deadpool is very tied up with Wolverine. Like he's kind, he was yeah. created in the shadow of Wolverine type characters. He has teamed up with Wolverine like frequently, and they've they batted heads a lot. So it's kind of fun in your Wolverine episode to have a Deadpool reference, and yeah. not one that's like, and especially because this episode is you know even more fourth wall breaking than <laughs> than the show normally is. So of yeah. course you're gonna have a Deadpool reference, but it's not like hitting you over the head with it either. It's just like a you know a, a little throwaway thing that's that's there. Yeah. It's fun. It's a cute little, uh, I guess, Easter egg. I mean, I don't know if that really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a thing that's there. If you don't notice it or know it, it's no big deal. Yeah. I think it qualifies as an Easter egg. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So with the threat of Sabretooth now officially out of the way, Peter and Wolverine, still in each other's bodies, visit Mesmero in his helicarrier cell and demand he swap them back. And at first, I love this. At first, Mesmero was like, why would I do that? There, there's no reason for me to do that. What are you going to do? Arrest me? Which is so funny to me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, but then Peter, still in Wolverine's body, ends up threatening Mesmero with Wolverine's claws, basically the same way Wolverine did at the beginning of the episode. Uh, and it works again. So Mesmero swaps them back. I well, I think the other details that slightly he has trouble he has trouble controlling the claws at first, which makes it way scarier. I think that because <laughs> Mesmero caves immediately as soon as as soon as like Peter Wolverine like puts his fist up to Mesmero's chin, he's just like, okay, 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 because it's sort of like I don't this kid, these claws could pop at any time with the, the, with this kid. Yeah, like, I'm I don't, supposed I don't to believe that it. he can con- not even control all three of them together, but control them one at a time. Yeah, slowly. No. <laughs> I think that is genuinely terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so he swaps them back. All is, all is right with the world, finally. <laughs> yes, yes. And then Wolverine, who can't operate a smartphone, hijacks a Quinjet. So funny. Uh, and flies off. <laughs> but not before he tells Spider-Man, hey, kid, you've actually got a pretty good life. Uh, don't take it for granted, which is Aww. pretty sweet, given that all they did the whole time was insult each other (laughs) yeah yeah wolverine's a good guy at heart that's how you close up an episode yeah yeah oh there is one final joke though that i like because spider-man tries to swing away and then is like wait shit he used up all my web fluid and i'm falling (laughs) i like that a lot too because like yeah the guy who doesn't know how to like how to properly use a web shooter is just gonna squirt it out all over the place right like it makes Um, sense he doesn't squirt Derek. he shoots okay thank you Uh, yeah you're right right. yep so sorry. It's okay. <laughs> he does it a lot when he's around teenage girls. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. Hey, you went there. I'm going there. 
<laughs> mine was a callback. <laughs> so was mine. Yeah, I guess. Uh, this episode's so good. This episode's so good. It is very, very fun. Very, this very is the fun. kind of thing I want m- more of from this show. Honestly. Like, like yeah. if you're going to do a comedic Spider-Man show, this is the kind of wacky fucking bullshit you can do. But the, I, I think it really is no... I think it makes a lot of sense that the episodes we have liked this episode, the, uh, the found footage episode exclusive, like why I hate Jim doomed. There are all these like weird little standalone episodes that are either silly or conceptual or playing on classic TV tropes or just having a lot of goddamn fun. And like, if you're having a, if you're going to have a Spider-Man show that isn't serialized, that isn't really super beholden to like classic comics that like is intentionally trying to be funny, that has like a really like elastic reality. This is the kind of stuff you can do to it you can do with it and like i much prefer this to like pretty much any like shield story that we've had well, this like is classical it, shield story this is know? how you make it genuinely feel unique not just by i mean i am not opposed inherently to spider-man having to explore being on a team but that's not what's going to make the show unique in tone and memorable yeah. because yeah. that isn't the first time they've explored that idea i mean other shows we've covered have had spider-man struggle to work with people or refuse to work with people right like that's not it's not new necessary it's it's newish in the way that they tackle it but that's not what's going to make the show unique doing these sort of like things that are either high concept or bottle episodes or the sort of what if type stories that you can do in this show that doesn't have a strict format that's what's going to be memorable these are the episodes i'm going to remember yeah man good episode very good episode (laughs) i'm also really glad that you grabbed these two specific frames because this is exactly what i would have grabbed as well Oh, God. Yeah. My face is the episode that I pulled. Peter has a cutaway. I think it's when all the people are like attacking Spider-Man for some reason and blaming him for everything for no reason. That's exactly Um, what it is. (laughs) And he's just like, why is Wolverine just like perfect and and a saint and everyone loves him and I'm like a devil. And they show that, you know, visually and literally. It's this beautiful image of Wolverine as this like sparkling blue angel and with the he has no nodes and the biggest toothy smile in the world it's so funny and bizarre um and cute little angel wings and that's of course contrasted with spider-man is an evil demon with his giant sharp teeth and horns and <laughs> i love those teeth so good <laughs> Also, the pose is so funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. The, yeah. Obviously, the difference in poses is good. Like Wolverine's like praying, and then Spider-Man's like hunched over, ready to prowl, it's like great. on the prowl, ready to pounce. Yeah. Big old claws. Big old claws. Yeah. So funny. He, oh, he's a f- he only has four fingers too. I, I was just noticing that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Amazing. Oh my god, this episode's so fun. This episode uh, rules. This episode, episode rules. rules. I think this is my, I think this is my favorite uh, of the season so far. I love why I hate the, why I hate Jim a lot too. But I think, as much as I love Campy Gay Taskmaster, like this is just such a clean, like perfect body swap episode that just utilizes that concept so incredibly well. Yeah, I totally. Uh, I I think Jim might still maybe edge this out, but like not sure. by much. I'll have to think about it. Sure. They're both great. Sure. I mean, it doesn't matter which one ends up on top, it just, but it like doesn't matter. But yeah, both both yeah, yes. They're so yes. good. They're so good. Uh, uh so fun. It's so funny too. I've mentioned the sort of idea of making like an abridged version of this series. It's so funny that like our you and me, if we were to put together an abridged version based on just what we've seen so far, like it would be mm-hmm. the complete opposite of what most people would. Because yeah. most people would be abridging for like plot. 
And it's like, no, we're just going to give you like the best fun, cool episodes. <laughs> but, like, the plot doesn't really even matter that much. Like, not yet. Like, it certainly doesn't. It really doesn't. I'm sure it, it just, will at some point because I know they point, change that. You know, but yeah, right now, pff, who cares? I don't really know exactly when they start getting more serialized. At this point, it's just like Spider-Man is on a team at Shield, and like that's the plot, and yeah. nothing changes. They don't work well together, and they work better by the end of the episode. That is every single Shield. That is every single like not fun episode of this show. So. It is genuinely surprising to me that they have not developed the team more. No, like their team dynamic does not seem to be improving, and I don't understand how we're ten episodes in. I think, and that hasn't happened yet. I think the writers don't want to. I think this is. I mean, my conspiracy theory. I've said it over and over again. Yeah. I don't think Man of Action, who I feel like are kind of more or less, maybe not the named showrunners, but I think are kind of the showrunners and or at least like the story editors, even if not credited to be that way. I feel like Man of Action is who is really guiding the create create the main creativity of the show, the main mm-hmm. the main story and plot elements and everything as much as they can, but they're just always under the guidance of what Marvel executives are telling them to do. Sure. I feel like they're kind of driving the show, and I don't think that they are interested in the S.H.I.E.L.D. team stuff. I don't think that they care yeah. about that that much. I think that this is the kind of stuff that they want to do with the show. These fun, standalone, weirdo stories where they just play, play in the Marvel Universe and have fun shit fun looney tunes shit to do with marvel characters i think that's what they really want to do um and these conceptual stuff again like the found footage episode i think they just want to do classic tv stuff and fun looney tunes and don't get me wrong i want them to do that because that is what they are good at i do wish though that if they had to do the other episodes that they could find some inspiration to at least make the ones that they don't love a little bit more cohesive just because if they're going to have to do it, we're still going to watch them, you know? Yeah. And they are good writers very clearly. So Mm -hmm. yeah. When it's good, it's good. It's Mm -hmm. just when it's like lackluster, it's very lackluster. Yeah. Like I said last (laughs) week, like the worst thing you can do in entertainment is be boring or underwhelming, you know, which you shouldn't be with a show like this. That's like, you can you so many cutaways, like you can do whatever you want. Like it's it's the most cartoony Spider-Man show ever. Like you should be able to make even plots that are stupid that you don't care about, like you can still make them fun. So if you make an episode that's boring, it's just sort of like how did you do that with this show of all things? Yeah, you know? for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah. But this episode ain't like that. This no, isn't this one like rules. that. This is this is one that I will be happy to revisit as many times as we ever want to. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, honestly, what's funny is like, as much as this won't go down as my favorite show, the episodes I do like are going to go down as incredibly rewatchable. Yeah. They're really rewatchable. They're fun to podcast about too. Yeah. 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 For sure. Good one. <laughs> Good episode. <sighs> well, if you're looking for stuff you can listen to over and over again, <laughs> this is terrible. You can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash wallopingwebsnappers. Most of that stuff that you can listen to as much as you want is available for just a dollar a month. Um, And we'd super appreciate it. Also, check out our Discord. Uh, There should be a link in the show notes. Uh, It has uh, been pretty cool the past couple weeks because of that uh, Across the Spider-Verse trailer that dropped a little while ago. Lots of cool stuff. I'm learning things about spider horses I didn't necessarily want to learn. But there they are. And I'm glad folks are talking about them. (laughs) So check out the Discord. Um, I'm sure it will keep popping off as we get closer and closer to that movie. Also, you can find us individually all over the place. Derek, where can people find you? 
Yeah, you can find me talking all about spider horses to Doug's dismay Ugh. on my Twitter at Derek B. Gale. <laughs> you can also find my podcast Gimmicks, which looks at the high concept, uh, experimental, structure-breaking, gimmicky episodes of television with a different show and a different guest every episode. Find it anywhere you get your podcasts and on Twitter and Instagram at GimmicksPod. How about you, Doug? You can find me on Twitter at IckyBooley, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y, where I now expect to get added about, why don't you like horses? You can also listen to me on a podcast called Victory Road. It's a Pokemon podcast here on the 4-Eyed Radio Network. And if you like books and video games, you can check out a podcast called Novel Gaming I do with my friend Katie, where we catch up on all of the books, video games, and other pop culture we've been consuming lately. Check out our monthly podcast, Falling with Style, an ongoing Pixar movie marathon, where Derek and I watched every Pixar film chronologically. All of those episodes are out now, including a full end-of-marathon retrospective. You can check that out wherever you get your podcasts, and if you've never listened to that, it's the perfect time to catch up as we get ready for the release of Elemental this summer. You can also visit our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com for a full archive of all those Falling With Style episodes and every Walloping Web Snappers episode we've done. Um, you can also sort those episodes by series, which is great. Um, so it's pretty pretty cool. And see all the faces of the episodes um, that we've collected over time. You can follow Walloping Web Snappers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Walloping Web Pod, or email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe on all podcast platforms because if you like what we're doing, somebody else will too, and they just don't know about us yet. Those ratings and reviews make us much easier to find. Next week, Venom returns yet again in an episode titled either Venomous or Venom Attack, depending on where you look. I will look into that further and see what the real title is when we watch it. <laughs> I'm not sure yet. I've we will it. land somewhere. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> see you then for something related to Venom. See ya. Bye. Bye.